Welcome to the Hoobercast Movie Hour. Thanks for joining me this week, this episode, this time. So for this episode, I know that I said uh, we would be discussing the Suicide Squad. It was actually just me today. Dustin could not make it. Uh, so uh, I called upon an unlikely replacement for this, this episode. Mr. Kellen Stover joined me. Um, happened to see the movie. I was surprised by that. Anyway, we're here this episode to talk about The Suicide Squad, which is the new Warner Brothers film uh, based on the DC comic, written and directed by James Gunn, starring Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone, Viola Davis, Jai Courtney, and Peter Capaldi. Kellen accidentally spoiled a couple of things in the non-spoiler section they're not huge or you know don't really alter the course of the film but if you have not seen the movie during the non-spoiler section you're going to hear about a couple of deaths although you don't know when they occur in the film so and they're not major characters so uh but just a fair warning there so anyways um thanks for listening to us if you like the show tell other people, share us, recommend us to other people. For now, here's our episode uh, reviewing The Suicide Squad with Kellen Stover. Ah, hi, Kellen. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good on this fine whatever evening it is. Whatever day it is. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Indeterminate. Um, all right. Well, we're we're sitting down tonight because we uh, we saw a new release. Each of uh, both of us, um, all of us actually, all of our friends did, except for Dustin. I think um, we saw a new release, and we're here tonight to talk about it. Uh, and that new release is the Suicide Squad. Any questions? Hand. Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? Okay, so that's some from the trailer for uh, from the Suicide Squad. This is the newest film by Warner Brothers in the uh, DC film universe, multiverse, nothing verse, whatever they're calling their stuff right now. So um, this film is currently on HBO Max right now, simultaneous with theaters. So it's going to be there till September 5th. So um, so first, I guess I want to speak directly to the people who haven't seen it to want to know. A, a general recommendation. So I read a little ditty here just to get all my thoughts out there so I can expound on them later. But uh, here it goes. So I gave this movie three stars. Uh, I did not enjoy it as much as 
I tend to enjoy the Marvel films, but it, it, it also it can't be judged against what it is and isn't trying to be in my eyes because this movie is an R-rated, subversive, irreverent, violent gore fest uh, featuring uh, villains who don't really care about being heroic, which I think works. Uh, until they do care, which doesn't for me. Uh, so we got an entertaining film that was not conventional, conventionally made, conventionally presented. So it seems like, yes, Warner Brothers let James Gunn do whatever he wanted. And he wanted to make a subversive, non-boring film. Um, and aside from some diversions in the second act, uh, he succeeded. Uh, so if this is what you want, this is what you're looking for, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to enjoy it best with a group of people, whether you see it in a theater or if you just see it at home with a group of people. Uh, but I came out of the, this movie feeling nothing. And I think that's because I'm not invested in the characters at all by the end. I like my heroes. I want to feel like I can relate to them, relate to their struggles and invest myself in their growth. This film is really great with characterization, expressing how these characters are different and unique from each other, which really does help with the pacing. But ultimately, the film wants us to unite behind these characters based around a mutual hate of something, whether it be corrupt governments, supernatural foes or mad scientists. And I guess... That in life and in film, I'm just kind of tired and uninterested in rallying behind a hate cause. I won't say, I won't, well, that's probably a strong, strong term, not a hate cause, but rather uniting against an enemy rather than uniting behind uh, an idea. A cause. A cause, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm supposed to root for these people and their sudden interest in justice, but I just didn't feel it. And that's, but, but I'm going to be fair and say that's not this film's fault because. I'm just saying, if you're like me, that this film will feel entertaining, but disposable. Ultimately, I'll go into this further in other uh, parts of the review, but I'm not exactly impressed with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. My favorite character in the movie is actually Peacemaker, um, which is why I'm still interested enough to check out um, this solo series he's got going on with James Gunn. Um, I'm happy for James Gunn. I'm glad people are enjoying the film because I'm definitely in the minority critically after what I've researched. Um, but it felt at times like the Dirty Dozen, less like the Dirty Dozen and more like a Final Destination movie where we're just kind of waiting around <laughs> to see who's going to be, you know, graphically killed next. So I'm going to give it three stars for being exactly what I think it intended to be, but no additional points for doing anything for me personally. I am open to persuasion because that is a very subjective opinion I just gave. If we're doing stars right off the bat, I, I would say three and a half to four. Uh -huh. um, so it's not glowing praise, but... Yeah. Um, I think even the handful of times I've been on the show with you, you guys know that my persona is basically I am so over superheroes. Yeah, th this um, is a high rating for you. <laughs> uh, as far as the superhero movie yeah. goes, yes. And it's and it and I don't want to come across. I've got it up on Rotten Tomatoes right now, yeah. like, like a 91 and an 84 percent. No, I mean, it's still a superhero movie. It's still got the same tropes. It's still the same, almost the same beats aside from like you know subverting some of them for comedy etc cetera, etc cetera. but um i was so burnt out on the marvel movies i stopped seeing them all towards the end the only reason i actually caught up with all of them is just because of covid lockdown over the past year and a half and i ended up watching them all i i, I just i i've been wondering when people are going to stop or when, when people are going to get tired of seeing the same film over and over and you know 
to a certain extent, I know a lot of people love them because they're into the comic book characters. I never got into comics. It's just one of the one of the nerd things I just didn't do. Is that in Pokemon? Um, <laughs> you never got into so, Pokemon? No. The only thing I know about Pokemon is what, whatever was in Smash Brothers and whatever I just gleaned from friends <laughs> who were into it. So don't don't, don't, tell, have, don't tell John and Dustin. I have a binder me. full Pokemon in my closet right now. <laughs> nerd. Um. So for me. I think it was just nice to see a movie where people like annoying superheroes, you know, died and horrible things happened to them. I mean, they're not superheroes, they're, they're villains. But, yeah. Um, and it was just different. Um, so but my immediate comparison for something that I think does it better and granted it's a different format. Uh, I really like the boys because it's similar in that regard. It's very it's very subversive of the normal uh, superhero uh, cliches. It's very cynical. It is very worldly and talks about like topical stuff, but right. like that is its purpose and it does it well. Um, it's not heavy handed, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like this one was I haven't been to movie theaters very much in two years. And this was one of like four movies I've been to theaters uh, in the past, like two months to go see. Um, so you saw it in the theater. A, yeah, I had a fine time. Uh I had a really good theater experience, which kind of makes this better because I was in one of the smaller draft house theaters and all the way in the back and the seats are contacting the back wall. And that sound was just like intense. Really? So like you, when, uh, like when discount D box, when the, uh, red herring villain, uh, turns around and gets, uh, spoiler alert, um, gets shot in the chest. That was so loud in the theater that I actually like um, dropped the fork that I had in my hand because I was eating some Alamo Draft House food. But um, so long story short, I think it was dumb and stupid. And I think some of the jokes fell flat because you either saw them coming mm -hmm. uh, like Polka Dot Man's demise. Definitely saw that coming. Um, a lot of it was really childish. Even in the trailer, they put the beach covered in dicks joke in there. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's not trailer material like at all. There was there was better stuff in there. Um, so I think to a certain extent, letting James Gunn be late, uh, letting James Gunn be James Gunn did pay off. But yeah. somebody's got to like reel him in a little bit because yeah if he had carte blanche to do whatever he want then he he made some stupid stuff happen so yeah i'm glad you mentioned the boys because i i have not seen the show but i'm very familiar with it and i was explaining to somebody this morning who asked what i thought about the film and it's so weird because whenever people ask about my, my first my first impression is always be like look i'm gonna do a podcast on it just listen to the podcast later <laughs> but like and that's mostly because i want to discuss it in full one time and then i really don't want to again like <laughs> with movies mm -hmm. typically um but i was like well look like if you want to subvert you know it's like the problem with and i think i'm some of this was i'm echoing some of dustin's uh thoughts on the matter is like is that when you're trying to do a movie and, and within 90 minutes, two hours, this in this case, a little bit longer, and you're following essentially a three-act structure, um, it's really hard to do that with villain characters because they can't follow a hero's journey in the same way that a, a hero can um, without sort of betraying their nature as a villain but you know how do you make them likable and root for them or whatever or do you and um it's a lot easier in television to give that time that slow growth or that slow empathy 
to these characters to where even if they are getting worse over time, like Walter White or, you know, or they're trying to get better, like Tony Soprano, like you're give you, you have the, the television is the anti-heroes medium more than more than film is. It's hard to do it in movies. It just mm-hmm. is. So well, especially in a genre where the contrasting them as a paragon of, of virtue and morality is a superhero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not going to want to side with a conflicting uh, uh, moral case in the form of, um, geez, I forgot his name. Bloodshot. Bloodsport. Did you sell this? Bloodsport? Yeah. Bloodshot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Dead, uh, dead. There was even a uh, red letter media joke about that or something. Anyway, um, uh, in a genre where, yeah, it's hard to have an anti-hero when you literally have heroes to go like, oh, look, why don't you root for that person? Right. So it, I think it's just I think there's a lot of things this movie tries to do that's sort of a, a Sisyphean task. You know, it's just really hard to get an audience to get on board with villains unless you sort of drop all that and you try to impress them with gore or shock them with gore, which is what I felt and like comedy, this movie yeah. did a lot of. And and that's fine. But again, that's why I just sort of give it a mid-level score because I, I just go, okay, like, it, yes, it did that. You did that. But movies to me that I give higher scores than that reach higher. There's something about them that makes you want to see them again, or there's something about the characters that makes you sort of with them. And this movie started off uninterested in making these characters seem redeemable which is fine with me. Um, but, you know, towards the end, we're starting to make choices about um, doing something for altruistic reasons. And I'm sitting here like, why though? Like, there's nothing in this movie that's caused me to think that you are capable or interested or making those and making those kinds of choices. And it's kind of different from the Guardians films where you've got a group of essentially damaged people um, who all act in selfish ways because of, the way they have been treated or grown up. And it's a lot, it's a lot better of a clearer um, picture of breaking the cycle and supporting each other and coming together for a better purpose than this movie is. So there's a, there's a, there's, you're with these characters in guardians cause you can relate to them um, and their struggles and their defense mechanisms, but you're ultimately supporting their desire to do good in spite of their, worse nature whereas with villains off the bat you're kind of like okay like what's likable about them is just them trying to say funny things or 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 what or what i don't even know what um so i don't want to go into too much more before we get into spoilers but uh i think that most people I've talked oh, to. I already, I already ruined that by hitting spoilers. My bad. That's okay. We haven't gone too deep into them. Um, <laughs> so like there's, there's, there's certain characters and people uh, and things that I, that I really, that I thought worked really well. I really liked King Shark. Um, I really liked Polka Dot Man. I really liked uh, Peacemaker. Um, and um, I didn't really mind uh, Starro. Um as a as an as a as a cg bad thing um but uh there's a lot of other things i just didn't really thought think that worked and there's a lot of pacing issues in the second act um which people 
the plain speak for that is in the middle of the movie, it gets a little boring because we're between things happening and we're taking detours and we're going back a few minutes in time or a few days in time to tell a side story. And it just kind of gets meandering uh, and it slows down. And that's the part where if you were not engaged, you might fall asleep. And I think you won't be engaged because if there's no blood or violence happening on screen, I don't think this script does a good enough job making you care about these characters. So that might be a problem for some people. It's on HBO Max, so if you do have a subscription or you want to go out to the theater or whatnot, I would definitely advise watching it with people. You're going to enjoy it more. I watched it by myself on a Friday night after being awake for 18 hours. I was <laughs> engaged like in terms of I wasn't tired. I wasn't falling asleep or nodding off, which sometimes happens. But I was just like, okay. But th- th- I get a lot clearer of a picture of the rewatchability of a movie when I watch it that way because I go, okay, if I'm by myself and I enjoy something and I laugh or have a good time, I can enjoy that movie anywhere with anybody because I've enjoyed it under, quote unquote, the least ideal conditions. So that's that's my litmus test for if a movie is good. Because I don't want to tell people a movie is amazing and then find out months later after I give that review Oh, I only thought it was only I must have only said it was amazing because I had fun watching it, but later thought it was garbage, you know, so which has happened a lot many times with some of my earlier reviews. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think I do think it's worth seeing with people, especially if you're curious, if, if you're like, what's a comic book movie? I would say, don't don't watch this, <laughs> um, you know, but um if you love the Final Destination films, maybe you'll like this. Um, all right, let's let's hit the break. When we come back, we'll talk about spoilers for the Suicide Squad before we get out of here. Have you ever been interested in starting your own podcast? Back when we started this show, we had a lot of trial and error and a lot of Google searches and a whole lot of trial by fire to get the show recorded and posted and shared and distributed. We went through a myriad of different ways and it just took a whole lot of research and time. That was back in 2011, back before there was Anchor.fm. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. It's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. And in fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Okay, it's pretty easy. There was ways, there's other ways to get the show up and it was all kind of cost money, but this is a way to do it for free. And that's attractive to me, and it ought to be attractive to you. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, we're going to talk spoilers now for the Suicide Squad. So I, I don't know what remaining thoughts you had that might be suited for talking about plot details. Well, I mean, I guess because it'll pertain to the entire runtime of the film, it will in- inherently 
have some spoilers in it, but a general th thought of mine that's just been bothering me a lot more lately, I don't know, is mo movies don't need to be so long. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, I don't know the exact runtime of this film. Let's see. What it is it say? I... It is two hours and 12 minutes. Okay. Let me just put my foot... Draw a line in the freaking sand. A comedy action movie. They just don't need to be this long. I know. There, and I don't know if it's me getting older or if it's just me. Like we grew up in a time when the ninety-minute movie was was the thing. Um, this movie didn't need to be so freaking long. Um, yeah, I think I think it was overly long because they're like, well, this is how long super movies are these days. And to that, I would say, <laughs> why? Why are superhero movies this long? They're they're not deep stories. They're not anything but just a giant cacophony of visual effects made by artists who don't get paid enough. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> point being, my You're biggest right, though. that's true. My biggest complaint is that. Uh, um, if you're talking about the the middle part dragging that bar scene didn't really need to happen that honestly the character of um the thinker in general he didn't do anything he was no. served no purpose um he's played by what's his name peter doctor peter capaldi capaldi thank you um this movie could have been an hour and 40 minutes and i would have been a lot happier the building collapse sequence didn't need to be that freaking long the starro like um ending battle didn't need to be that freaking long everything dragged out and it just really annoyed me this whole um, thing with harley you know killing this dictator or whatever as some kind of like i just I, here okay so i'll get into what can i get into my problem with harley quinn real quick sure so i have a problem with harley quinn uh and i guess if only i'd had i never i didn't see birds of prey um but i've mm. seen i saw the David Ayer Suicide Squad and now this one. So I've seen her written poorly and not as poorly. I think that that is an impossible character to realize in live action with depth while retaining what makes her iconic because you want to try and give her depth, but to do that in a believable way would strip her of her, um, of her, character affectations and if you're leaning on character affectations there is a limit to how deep you can make this character seem because it's basically I, like I, there's no better person for the job than margot robbie to to do this character in live action but the problem is while she's really good at doing a really great impression and live action embodiment of harley quinn as a character i just don't think she's that capable of reaching the depths it, it's like she can't do both she can't give me crazy unpredictable harley quinn um and emotionally resonant harley quinn at this it, she she's not capable of doing that and i don't know if there's a human being who is because what makes the character the character is 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 limited in her range upon her creation anyways and what makes her most iconic is Ar arlene sorkin's performance in the animated series so i just think it's really again, another near impossible task to give me this character and for me to go, wow. And I think that people are praising her like, wow, like she's just great as Harley Quinn. I think what they really mean is one her of two things. Her impression is good or her performance is good, but those people don't care about how much she resembles the animated character. Um, 
that's what I think anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm the wrong person to talk about that with because one of the reasons why I'm not a huge superhero movie fan is just that I don't find them to be believable characters, so I can't resonate with them. Like anybody, anybody that's ever cried at a, movie, a superhero movie, and no offense if if you are one of those folks, I just I, I look at them and I'm like, but why? Like. I think the only time I felt emotional in a movie was the beginning of Endgame when people were dealing with the ramifications of half the world's population being dead. Because that's a fantastical thing, but you can see how like impactful that would be. I think that um, I, 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 to, from my perspective, this is a this is a problem that DC Comics have a lot more than Marvel does. I feel like Marvel characters are a lot more relatable than DC characters, and I believe that that was what people liked about them in the comics themselves. You'd have to ask John or Dustin to go deeper into this, but I don't know if Dustin would agree because Dustin really loves DC comics. But to me, I don't find the DC characters relatable um, on a human level uh, other than probably Batman. But even then Batman, you know, I can't, there's only so much, so much you can relate to Bruce Wayne. Um, But (laughs) he's probably the closest, you know, that you could, but like Superman, I don't get Superman. I don't understand what makes him special. I just, I just don't. It's been explained to me many times. I just don't. Um, And I think that just DC characters for whatever reason, I just have a hard time. And I think part of it is just the fact that their cities are fictional and, you know, stuff like that. It just, it just, I feel distance. Whereas Marvel stories, comics, characters, they, they live in the real world. They live in New York city or like San Francisco and they, they live in the real world. So the problems that are present for us are also implied to be present for them. They are directly referenced or they are mirrored and and, in, in a, in a way that I feel like works better for me at least. So I can relate a lot more to Iron Man or or Spider-Man or Captain America or or Hawkeye because I feel like there's something in those characters that I am also personally, you know, grappling with or dealing with or can at least identify with. But I can't think of a single DC character that I can latch on to and go, oh, yeah, like I, I get it. You know, I I get this person. Um, and so when you add villain villainy to that, um, I can't, I, there's, it's hard. It's even harder. Yeah. I think if you were trying to dig into this movie for anything to actually feel other than like, haha, ha, ba- right. bad guy head go boom. Um, <laughs> I, you're not going to find much. So um, the, the thing, the, the only scene that I was engaged in, and I thought was like really artfully executed was it was not the Harley Quinn shootout. Everyone's talking about the Harley Quinn shootout. Again, I felt nothing because it's just, it's just oh, visual she flare. turns and then boom, she's right at the face and everything's and she's beating up people. She could never physically overpower. And but the the fight scene between Peacemaker and Flag, I actually liked that. Um half of it is shot through the reflection of a helmet. Um and that was neat. And was, yeah. And, and and it's a it's a grappling fight. It's not fancy choreographed gunplay. It's two dudes wrestling and trying to strangle each other. And then one of them is brutally killed. And as he's dying, I just love how he just says, Peacemaker, what a joke. And it's just like this just straight shot to this person's identity and to everything he stands for. And it's and it's actually really resonant criticism of whatever you want, you know, American imperialism or, or, or just in, in general jingoistic quote unquote heroism. And I really think that 
that meant something. And I was also sad that Flag died because he he seemed like a normal person who maybe Flag could be the character you could latch on to. And so it's it sucked that Peacemaker murders him. Um, yeah. uh, but I thought that was a great scene. And I and I guess I liked Ratcatcher too as a character. I felt like I could latch on to her a little bit, but only so much, you know, there just wasn't a lot here for me. That, yeah, that was a swing and a miss. They, I was like, why are you, why even try? Why even try to go with like a, my dead dad storyline kind of thing to make <laughs> anybody feel anything? Like, and then your dad's like, Taika Waititi yeah, also. Taika Waititi was, he's not hurting for work. Was yeah. that just a, a favor or something? <laughs> oh, no, that guy's just being, it just can't, he's just cameoing right now on every, everyone's so, movies. And I also oddly didn't recognize him at first. Uh, this is such a, a, obscure reference but he looked so much like wayne coin who is the lead singer of the flaming lips i was like what is wayne coin doing in this film um so yeah like that kind of stuff like if if that's never gonna work in this film you could cut that um i thought the what was her name rat something two number two catcher two sure um okay cool yeah she she twists her wrist and a light bulb comes on and then rats flood everything um i I forgot what our point was um another break of mine if we're just talking about things about the movie we didn't like that i apparently gave a three and a half um uh is uh pacing was really weird you mentioned it before they do this stupid thing where because they think they need to hit these rhythms of action they're doing these eight minutes before and i'm like well then just show it in a sequence like like i get that they didn't want to start a movie with assembling the team and then like having a long kind of sending them on a mission and leading up to something and not getting action until like 20 minutes into the film i get that right so instead they front load it with all this like psych you saw them in the trailers but now their heads are blown off like (laughs) pete davidson getting shot in the face which everybody should have seen that coming um then they like they have this entire beach scene, which I really thought was uh, was fun mm-hmm. because I liked I like I said, I like seeing superhero movies where it's just like, guess what? People aren't surviving or aren't surviving these insane battles like right. these, these people are getting their face faces blasted off. Right. Um, Jai Courtney, who played uh, B- Mr. Or, uh, Boomerang, Captain, Captain Boomerang. Boomerang in the prior film, which I did not see. It, they they don't care that he was a main character in a prior movie. Right. He gets obliterated by a helicopter blade yeah. while like giving the middle finger or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. So I I liked all that, but then they they immediately go like uh twenty four hours earlier, and I'm like, what the? Yeah. This is so stupid. Yeah. It's like I don't. Well, then I don't care. It's like okay, I just saw them all get murdered. Like. Am I going to, yeah. oh, am I going to care about these people all of a sudden? Like they're killed no. for, like, I really liked the opening sequence on the beach because I thought that all those deaths were funny and it was really, that was the subversive element I could get on with because you're like, oh, you're going to kill half the cast right in the first scene. Yeah. So I was, I was like, okay, cool. I'm on board with this, especially because the first death is weasel. So already you're like, oh, now we're going to kill this for thing, but you don't care. You are you laugh because one, it's really funny in a superhero movie to see a villain and a, you know, an animal, weird animal villain die, <laughs> not in combat. He just can't swim and he jumps out of a, out of a carrier um, and, and is not resuscitated in time. But like, but you're, you laugh because 
they've just explained that he's killed like dozens of children. So yeah. you're like, oh, okay, well, I hate this this thing anyway. This thing's, you know, it deserves to die. So it's funny. So you, so for me, it was like, oh, maybe the movie will be like this where we're just going to bump off uh, villains that deserve it. Then it wasn't that. It was like, you want to do, would you like to care? Would you like to care? No. Okay, I'll try again a little bit. But yeah. for now, we're going to proceed forward for the people who who would like to care now, even if you don't. Is that okay? Okay. And that's what the movie does. Um, not to say that I'm not glad to, to be here talking to you about it. I think my enjoyment of it was uh, I went to a theater. I had a fun time yep. with friends and like I did not need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like such a, a dick thing to say no, it's because okay. I'm on a podcast with I you know talking what you about mean. it. But this amount of dissection for it yeah. does not match my level of care about the film. Right. So it's much it's a much more shallow numbering rating that I'm giving this than something that would make me think and care. Sure. I'm going to go see Jackass 4 for the same exact stupid purposes, you know, see, to see it like, and then never. I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy that more because I actually like <laughs> like these people and I, I and this is like what they do. You know, man, I was not going to see that movie and I watched that trailer and I was like, man, I'm getting the feels for some reason. Well, I'm just happy because uh, most are like the handful of ones that I don't like in the group are not in the movie. I'm like, oh, cool. It's just the cool guys. Oh, yeah. The the, the crazy one uh, are Steve-O, who's now sober and seems like a very nice, positive person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, um, him, after him that and... movie, it seems as ridiculous to have like a, a 40 minute conversation about that as it does a, as the, for the Suicide Squad, I guess is the way that I would put it. It's such a shallow film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. People are loving it and that's great. But when people ask me like, you know, it's so hard answering, why don't you love it? Because it's like, for reasons that you're not going to give a fuck about, that's why I don't like it. <laughs> you know, um, But, but you know, for me, it's everything. It's just, I, I, I find it impossible to answer a straight question, Kel. <laughs> I can't do it. It's not that's fine. It's hard. Um, looking for heady stuff. I suppose so. Um but I love all the Marvel movies, so I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's Suicide Squad. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here for the next episode. Subscribe to the show. Share it with people. Recommend us to other people. Tell your friends. That's how the show grows. Until next time, it's me signing off. Have a good one. Bye.